0: to Season 2 of the Current Cast Podcast. This isn't the same old political or review podcast. Instead, this podcast is about current events, sports technology, life, and yes, whiskey. So pour yourself a good drink, or just imagine yourself doing so, and join us for the next hour or so in Lubbock, Texas. I'm Chad H.D., and in Nashville, Tennessee, where he's all snowed in, he's Matt Martin, and it's time for another episode of Of Current and Cask. Hey, Matt. How's it going today?
1: It's going good. Yeah, you're snowed in, buddy. I'm snowed in. We got snow, like a lot of snow, and then it hasn't gotten above freezing, and then we got some rain just as it started to warm up, and then it froze again, and, man, we just got ice out front of our door.
0: That's uh, So now... I mean, are the are the are the kids enjoying it? or Are they having fun? Because you know, you you've got a big, wide open area where uh, they could you know go go and have fun in the snow.
1: Well, they love the idea of sledding, you know, because we got a big hill. Yeah, um, that's what I was thinking they've, too. They've tried different things to sled. It was the funniest thing because they <laughs> they have a sled, but it uh, it didn't slide very well because the snow was so. Um, what's the term? Uh, I guess powdery, like it was a real powdery snow, huh. and so they were trying to get that that sled to work, and then they got a, like an inner tube out there, and they did that until the inner tube went flat, and we couldn't get it to go back up. It got a hole in it, and that worked. Yeah. That actually worked pretty well, and then they just they started doing like a slip and slide out there. Now that they loved. They found the steepest part and just started, like, jumping down on their bellies and sliding down, and, and they loved that.
0: Yeah. So they're loving it. They're having a good time. Oh,
1: yeah. They didn't like today because we didn't let them go outside and play. They. Uh, oh. They had to finish school, and they had to go, and uh, they had to clean, of all things. It's almost oh. like you ask them to clean their room, and it's like the whole world just fell apart. and. Of course, something that should take 30 minutes takes 2-3 hours.
0: Of course, yeah.
1: So, yeah, but uh, but no, it's been good as far as that's concerned. It's just we're stuck.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, thankfully you have a large whiskey selection to uh to get your way through. I, I do. The, uh, the 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 snow packed uh roads and everything else.
1: Yes, I have a a good whiskey selection. We also uh Before it all happened, I went to Costco. We bought massive amounts of groceries. Uh, You know, and we actually did it before we found out the snow was coming. You know, we got a, a family of four, so we buy a lot of groceries. And we just ended up hitting that thing just perfectly because, you know, a few days later, everyone was slamming all of the grocery stores thinking the whole world was coming to it. You know, Snowmageddon was coming.
0: Of course, yeah.
1: And I don't. It was only supposed to be one day though, so I wasn't too worried. But then, of course, the rain came and froze, and that was it.
0: Yeah. Well, we have no snow on the ground here.
1: No. Wow. Okay.
0: It's uh, it's nice. It's uh, it's 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 in the twenties right now. I think tomorrow's high is supposed to be around thirty six, so it's gonna be uh, a little bit chilly. But other than that, it's good.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think uh, it's gonna be a little chilly here, but I think for the next few days, uh, I think tomorrow's supposed to be. I want to say the high is like twenty, twenty-five tomorrow. Right. And then after that, it shoots up, and the highs are gonna be like the forties and fifties. Hmm. So you know, by Monday it'll be back to a fairly normal winter.
0: Yeah, that's uh that, that well yeah well I, I guess. Uh, I, I guess we, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's that time of year. It's winter time. You're going to get snow. It's going to be cold. It's, uh, it's tis the season. And that's why we have, we have wonderful spirits, uh, that's that right. will, that will keep us warm, uh, when it's cold outside and, uh, Matt, tell folks what we're going to be drinking and then later reviewing, uh, on the podcast today.
1: This is a red breast Iberian series PX edition. So, i If you've had the Lestal, that's the one that seems to be the easiest to find and get. This is kind of like the next step up from that, I guess. It's in the same series. Uh, It's still sherry cask finished, but then they go through and finish it again in Pedro Jimenez uh, PX Hogshead casks from Spain. Now, that's, I believe, a type of sherry as well. So, Uh um, it is quite um it's got a lot of sherry notes to it as far as uh if you like those so but yeah that's that's what we'll be drinking again that's red breast px edition it comes in uh what would you call that color it's kind of a purple yeah like a purple purple box and yeah yeah, and it's uh it's around so uh I was reading they they have the um the MSRP at about ninety to a hundred. I have not seen it that low anywhere, which makes me think that the prices have actually gone up a little bit since that article was written. The lowest I've seen it is maybe one hundred thirty. And I think that uh I bought mine for about one hundred fifty, and that's what I the average that I'm seeing it. Yeah. So yeah. Uh anyway, it's it's a little more expensive than a lot of the ones that we do um reviews on. Mm-hmm. But uh it you know, we, we do like red breast here, so I, I think it's we gonna did. turn out really well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so uh that's what we'll be drinking uh, this evening and then later on in the podcast we'll review that. So uh, I've already poured myself a glass of it. I got ahead of the game today. I already and, had a glass, and, uh, and I'm on my
1: second one. How you like them apples?
0: Oh, very nice. Uh, so, cheers to everyone uh, drinking along with us uh, this on uh, this podcast of Current and Cask, and we've got a lot that we're going to be talking about uh, today uh, on the program. And Matt, uh, I got to say, I was going to start with what happened in Iowa, but I- I'm going to throw a curveball at you. Okay,
1: I'm ready for uh, because I was.
0: Yeah, I was on X, uh, just as you were uh, you know, kind of describing what we're gonna be uh drinking. And uh over at News Nation, I don't know how familiar you are with uh News Nation. They're the, the up and coming uh news station that's out there. You know, they had one of those presidential debates which honestly I, I think they had the best uh GOP presidential debate. Mm-hmm. Uh they did a really good job with it. Uh but they have a story about a jellyfish UAP. Have you heard about this?
1: No, uh, I'm guess uh let's see UAP unidentified. I don't know what phenomenon. That is. Phenomen- okay, yeah. phenomenon. Okay.
0: So the Pentagon. Uh the Pentagon, here's the headline. Pentagon jellyfish UAP response raises questions. Now this is kind of I mean th- this is a uh, I'm gonna I'm like I'm I'm sending you the link right now, Matt, so you can kind of see it because this video is crazy here. Uh, a newly surfaced video of an alleged unidentified anomalous phenomenon resembling a jellyfish has skywalker uh, skywatchers, pilots, and experts wondering what it is. The oh, buzz has so this been isn't so in big the ocean.
1: No. This oh, is see, the way you uh, said it made me think we were in the ocean, but it's not in the no, ocean.
0: No, no, it's not. It's just it looks like a jellyfish. It's like a jellyfish flying over a military base. The, oh, uh, the, the, the buzz Chinese. has been so big that the Pentagon has issued a statement saying no comment and that it would not verify the video's authenticity. The oh, Pentagon's response or lack thereof has only fueled further speculation. The uh, video in question was released by investigative journalist Jeremy Corbell, prominent figure in the UFO community known for his work and in investigations into UAPs. Corbell says military pilots shot the footage over a US Joint Operations base in Iraq back in 2018. Uh, according to Corbell, the object was officially designated a UAP by the Pentagon and the footage was taken with uh, thermographic forward-looking infrared radar. Uh, News How- Nation says they have not independently verified the footage. In a statement, DOD spokesperson said, we do not comment on the authenticity of alleged DOD material that may have been leaked.
1: Yeah, if, if they didn't, like if they commented on it, it would be, I'm sorry. If they weren't trying to hide something, it would be, yeah, that didn't happen. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: But when they, yeah. say, when they say no comment," all they're asking for is more comments, more questions.
0: Uh-huh. I, again, we, th- th- this is how crazy things have gotten in the United States, where we basically know there are UFOs, we know there are these UAPs, the government's basically admitted to it, and nobody really cares. <laughs> like, like 20 years ago would have been huge news. Would have been break? I mean, it would have been anything anyone talked about. Uh, Was how the government treats UFOs, and now they're like, oh yeah, they're UFOs, and no one talks about it. No one like it doesn't phase us at all. We're just like, yeah, okay, yeah. But what what did what did Trump do? What like What did Trump do lately? What did what did he tweet out uh, so we can talk about that?
1: Yeah, well, back when Trump was president, did did he start the movement to release all this information? No, or, I don't, where think, did that come I don't from? think so. Because all this I stuff is, so. uh, the what is it, the Pentagon and, and other places released a huge treasure trove of this stuff. What, a, yeah. like twenty 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 one 2021, somewhere in there?
0: Yeah, they're, like, they're right, starting to come out with more COVID? stuff. Yeah, they're starting to come out with more stuff. But that's the deal, is that after COVID, with Trump, with Biden... I think everyone is just so numb to all the news out there that uh, now they're just like, yeah, we might as well release stuff about UFOs.
1: Yeah. I don't. I didn't see... I mean, I kind of saw how they got jellyfish, but the the things at the bottom didn't look like they were moving. But it did look like it was moving pretty fast. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking when I first saw it, it kind of had a balloon look because, you know, it does have a, a bigger top and then kind of strings or something coming out the bottom. I'm thinking... Yeah chinese balloon right but it seemed right. to be moving pretty quick
0: yeah yeah it's moving It's so somebody's controlling it somewhere yeah i don't like it i don't like it i don't like it yeah, but it was 2018 so yeah, i mean someone someone got away with it
1: it took it took a while <laughs> for us to get that information
0: yeah it's, it's someone got away with it at uh, at some point, uh, let's see. Uh, last week we uh, talked about a, a little bit. Uh, we got into a little bit of the uh, the Iowa caucuses. Of course, um, my prediction that Trump would win, he did easily. Uh, well, and, uh, and you had it wasn't
1: even close. No, I mean he he mopped the floor with everybody else.
0: Yeah, I and mean, that it, it. Was that was in close.
1: the moderate Iowa? Yeah. I mean, well, in Iowa, and then Nikki Haley uh, Iowa, didn't even pull second.
0: I mean, Iowa's—you know—it it, it can be moderate Republicans. I mean, remember? I mean, Iowa went for Ted Cruz back in 2016. So That's it's true. The, the Republicans aren't that moderate. Uh, it, but it, it's just a different state with the caucus system and everything else. It's just it, everything's so different. It's weird. Uh, but yeah, it is. Uh, but you know, Nikki Haley, she uh, she thinks that she's. She's got a shot, and so uh, she she went to New Hampshire. Mm -hmm. Have you seen the latest polling information out of New Hampshire? I haven't. Okay. So Nikki Haley, this is where she's supposed to win, okay? This is where she's supposed to give Trump a run for his money. And what I had predicted after the Iowa caucus is that Trump's going to start to consolidate power, and this thing's over. Yeah. Uh, Nikki Haley, according to the latest Suffolk University poll in the Boston Globe, is at 35%. So Nikki Haley's at 35% in New Hampshire. Trump is at 52%. This is the state where she's competitive, quote-unquote, well,
1: well, with yeah, Donald Trump. I mean, that 30-whatever 30, 30 percent competitive. Looks, looks much better than, um, than Iowa did, but even if she pulled that, she, I mean, she's gone. It's over. Yeah. And and she's, like, th- that is her best
0: state. Like, this is, New Hampshire's her best state. Yeah, like, South Carolina, she's doing horrible in South Carolina. She's from South Carolina. She's a former governor. And she's doing horrible in South Carolina. Ron DeSantis is skipping New Hampshire for the most part. He's hanging out in South Carolina where he's doing horrible. Uh, it's just, it, it's over. It's over. And it, it suspend your campaigns. They, they may not want to end their campaigns officially, but just suspend the campaigns and just be done with it.
1: Yeah. No, I mean... Is,
0: the, the Republican Party is... It, it's still Trump's party. And and people, there are going to be some people who love that, that I've said that, and there are going to be some people who hate it, but uh, it's, it's his party. And, and there's really nothing he can do at this point to lose that support.
1: No, I mean, indictments and whatever, they don't get him. They, they just make him stronger.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he just he gets stronger uh, with the indictments. So, I don't know. I I think, you know, today uh, it came out. We're recording this, of course, on uh, Friday, January 19th, uh, and it'll drop on Saturday. But uh, on Friday, Tim Scott, the uh, South, you know, senator from South Carolina, he endorsed Trump.
1: Yeah. Now Tim I Scott's angling that. for
0: that VP pick. Yeah,
1: that's what uh, I'm thinking. So,
0: yeah, you know, he's angling for VP. But I mean, listen, Tim Scott, he didn't really take any swings at Trump in the primary. Uh you know, he he was he was always the nice guy. Yeah, I mean on he's, stage. He was always the very nice guy.
1: And I think that's another reason why he's uh, he's a good look for vice president. I mean, you gotta have something. With you. you gotta have something to balance the Trumpster.
0: Yeah, I disagree with you, though. Okay, uh, I, I I think that the the vice president and I know traditionally, yeah, you want that balance and everything else. But I I think traditionally you want that vice president to be the attack dog, uh, and I know Trump's his own attack dog. Exactly. I get that. Uh, but I, I, I here's the deal about Tim Scott. And this is—it's the same thing with Nikki Haley, uh, but more so with Tim. Uh, m- m- maybe more so with Nikki Haley than Tim Scott. But if if his name wasn't Tim Scott, okay, mm-hmm. so is he any different than Jeb? Is he any different than Marco Rubio? Is he any different than? Any of the other establishment Republicans that we've seen time and time and time again uh, that haven't gotten the support, haven't rallied the Republican base, haven't gotten people excited? Is he any different than them?
1: No, but that doesn't matter because uh, whoever's vice president is not next in line for president.
0: Well they are if Trump's still president and dies in office. And and, and that's well, why yes, it, it does it does matter. Eh. I'm just saying yeah, but it it matters who, who for are, these two for these two old men who are running for president, uh, it matters who their vice president there, is because you just never know. There's and I'm no not one available I'm not, though, Chad. I'm not wishing anything. I'm not hoping anything. I'm just telling you. Uh, you got when you have eighty year olds running for president. You have to plan, and and you have to plan for anything to happen.
1: Okay. Um, so now, who though? Then then tell me who would be the right person for that? Uh, in, in think, your what you're seeing.
0: You know, I I don't I don't know. Uh, I I think Tim Scott would be somebody who
1: he'd be better than Nikki uh, Haley right now.
0: Oh sure. Oh, well, I don't want Nikki Haley. After all the flip-flopping that Nikki Haley has done, I don't want Mm -hmm. Nikki Haley sniffing the Oval Office uh, at at this point. Uh, Nikki Haley has flip-flopped so many times and uh, given so many bad answers, and depending on which crowd she's in front of, she gives a different answer. I don't trust Nikki Haley at all uh, at this point. I think Nikki Haley has hurt herself uh, much more than even Ron DeSantis has hurt himself uh, with with, with this uh, campaign. So no, I don't want Nikki Haley in there, though... The rumor is she's still on the short list, and let me tell you something. If Trump picks Nikki Haley for uh, VP, everyone will fall in line and go, okay, is, it's, it's MAGA time. I don't, I don't I, see him doing Trump. Uh, I don't see him doing it, Especially that.
1: since she's decided that he's the, the target. She's been going after him like crazy, and yeah. he does not go well with that
0: the The name that is that has come out lately is uh, uh Stefanic. Yeah, I've and heard that one.
1: She's terrible.
0: Listen, she is not a conservative. No, that's my Trump. problem.
1: Well, I understand yeah, that, but uh, she she would be a terrible one to put up. I mean, she's great where she's at great right now. Where she she's at
0: is. She's a New York Republican, like Trump. Exactly. Uh, she's got a lifetime 54% rating, uh, from the Heritage Foundation, which that is nowhere close to the average, uh, for Republicans around the nation. I mean, she is, she's a moderate, but I will say this about her. Uh, she's been very loyal to Trump, very loyal to Trump. She has. Uh, and Trump is, and you may remember this when we were doing the show together, uh, I had said that there were many Republicans that Trump made better. Uh, you know, when, when you have a, like a certain quarterback, when you, like Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, uh, they tend to make players around them better, and they outperform their actual talent. Well, Trump made some Republicans better. Uh, he, he he made them fighters. I mean, look at Lindsey Graham, uh, for goodness sakes. So look at uh, Senator John Cornyn. Uh, you know, Corning had a little bit more uh, spine, uh, and, uh, and and so did Lindsey Graham when Trump was president. They came out as, you know, a little bit of fighters uh, while Trump was president. Now, it, it wasn't long-lived, and once Trump was out of office, it it, it hasn't really stayed that way, but, uh, you know, he, he made Elise Stefanik uh, a little bit better and a little bit more conservative and somebody who's been loyal to him and I could see her as the pick. One, nobody's going to wish she's president. You know what I mean? No, no. There, for Tim Scott, there are going to be people who go, I kind of wish he was president. <laughs> with, with Nikki Haley, there are some, not many, but some who are going to go, man, I kind of wish she was president. Ron DeSantis, there'd be a ton of Republicans wanting Ron DeSantis as president uh, instead of VP. So Trump can't pick anybody who's going to be more famous than him or outshine him. And that's why Stefanik, I, I, think, I think she might be one of the top picks.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess so. I, I just, I don't see it. Um, and here's I, the I,
0: no. She doesn't get, she doesn't uh, like automatically win the nomination in four years.
1: No, she, uh, and I, I don't know that she could. I don't think not, she could. Not if she's honest. I mean, maybe she could hide it for four years, and then, but, I mean, she is, she's but what if she, just flat out not conservative.
0: Too. But but here's the deal, what if, what if she's moved, and 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 that's the deal, is that, let's see, because I do give her credit, she has been one of the Republicans who, even with Trump out of office, she's kind of, she's, she's, she stayed on that America First bandwagon, and she has stayed in that, that, uh you know, more conservative lane than she was prior to Trump. So maybe, maybe she has shifted a little bit. I don't know. Uh, she's a politician, so I don't trust her. Uh, but, but maybe she has, you know, kind of shifted a little bit and, and she deserves to, you know, kind of prove that to everybody.
1: Uh, I mean, I trust her with anti-woke.
0: Oh, definitely.
1: But I mean, it's other things that I'm not sure I trust her with. I mean, yeah, uh second amendment abortion i mean like you said she's she's from new york and yeah. she um, she warmed um, she won there it, yeah. i just it's very tough
0: well i, I don't to trust quite, trump
1: the, on second amendment anyway though i mean yeah abortion well, and, he's and, been very strong on but second amendment he has not
0: he's been very strong on supreme court justices that you know the question yes. when it comes to you know other you know you know whether there should be a federal ban you know at some point and there, there i think there are very good arguments to say wait a minute this a, what republicans have been fighting for conservatives have been fighting for for years this is a states issue leave it up to the states you know i think that's a fine debate to have uh in 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 something that i think even within the republican party there's a lot of debate that goes into uh into that i don't think there's going to be much movement uh on I think Republicans are going to want to focus on other things uh, like building back the economy and actually getting getting people uh, you know, to uh, have a little bit more money in the bank account. I hope that's what they're focusing on uh, immediately uh, if they win.
1: That and border. I mean, they need to oh, be yeah, harping, obviously. harping, yeah. harping on border if they want to win.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So who knows? The veep stakes, that's up for grabs. Uh, I, I really doubt Nikki Haley is there she may be on the short list just you know out of being nice but uh i i really don't see nikki haley as the vp but at least defiance just just keep watching at least defiance just keep uh keep watching her cuz she's the type of she's the type of uh person that trump really likes
1: yeah i know i don't like just that
0: just saying <laughs> just saying just keep watching i mean see? like
1: again i like her where she's at and um when she did that uh, that hearing. Um, I think yeah. she got a lot of points on the conservative side, but she, did. Uh, she was so far in the red that <laughs> she's not I in know. the black yet. She, she got, got a out. long ways to go to prove herself.
0: Absolutely. Hey, how about this story? Uh, out of <laughs> out of Texas, actually, of all places to do this stupid thing. Uh, Texas. Officer warns uh, teenagers they could get shot. If they participate in a new TikTok trend, causing distress for residents, it's called the viral Doorknock challenge. Matt, okay, the viral door knock challenge uh, on, the, uh, on the on the TikTok here, and uh, th- this again, this is one of those where um, it's probably not the smartest game to play anywhere. But it is uh, definitely, definitely something that you do not want to uh, want to do, you know, in uh, in the state of Texas. No, I, I would, no. I would think. Uh, here we go. Police uh, in Texas. say a social media challenge uh, teenagers are participating in is causing both physical and emotional distress for residents. Friendswood Police uh, Department said they have received uh, reports of victims in the viral Door Knock Challenge, which encourages individuals, teenagers, to bang or kick doors in the middle of the night in an effort to startle residents. Doorbell camera videos posted to the department's uh, Facebook page show teenagers running through the neighborhoods in the middle of the night, with one even using a five gallon water jug to bang on a home's front door.
1: A five-gallon water jug. Uh, what, what was he doing with that?
0: i hitting the front door with it. Yeah.
1: That. Uh, oh, I guess, year I guess old, it was the the jug. Not there wasn't yeah. like water in it. Uh,
0: seventy-seven-year-old seventy-seven-year-old victim uh, Gwen told Fox twenty-six. quote, it was scary. It was frightening. I was terrified. I would tell him to stop it before they get hurt or they hurt somebody. Please don't do this. It's wrong. The challenge, not only frightening, but possibly criminal. Some of the kicks and bangs on doors are causing damage, said uh, Fort Bend County Constable Precinct 3 uh, Deputy uh, Jimmy Evans, telling Fox 26, quote, it's a very dangerous game, very dangerous, Uh, calling the challenge a new take on the ding-dong ditch. Quote, I'm afraid a homeowner may think someone is trying to burglarize their residence, and some innocent kid's gonna get shot or killed.
1: That's not innocent. You say innocent, but I what get, they're doing puts them in the not innocent category.
0: Yeah, but you know, you know what they're talking about. I it's, it's one of those where you know all we think we're just gonna. I mean, how what, how stupid are you? Like how stupid do you? Well, have I mean, to they're be? teenagers;
1: they're stupid.
0: I know, but uh, come on.
1: I mean, I did some stupid uh, stuff when I was a teenager. I. But I've heard some stories from people, and they tell me what they did as a teenager. I'm like, I was not that bad. But I mean, yeah, they, I mean, know, we
0: do stupid we did, stuff. We did stupid things, but
1: uh, you didn't not try like to get this. yourself killed.
0: No, like we, it's like we wouldn't run up. We we didn't do stuff to other people's homes. Uh, that that I can tell you, we didn't do stuff to other people's homes.
1: You didn't egg or toilet paper anybody's home.
0: No, I never did. Hmm. I, I mean, I never I, did either, uh, but
1: I wasn't—I wasn't cool enough to do that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, no, I, I guess oh, no. We did TP with someone's home,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but it—you know—that's fine. It was—you know—you're—you're throwing—you're throwing a little toilet paper up in the tree. That—that's all. You're not damaging anything. You're—you're you're not kicking in a door. Yeah, like, there's a little bit of a difference there. I mean, especially in Texas. You know, we're we do well, it's just we do like to protect our property here. <laughs> you know, let me kick in a door and see what happens.
1: I know. Well, my thoughts are, you know, you kick the door trying to make a loud noise. What happens when that thing bursts open and somebody's sitting on their couch and they got their gun in their hand? Exactly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's what would uh, bad news. Yeah, and remember, if you take Joe Biden's advice, he'd tell Joe uh, or Jill just to fire the shotgun out the door, and everything that's will be okay. True,
1: that's true. He did say that.
0: I mean, seriously, just don't. Uh, almost anything on TikTok that's viral, just don't do it.
1: <laughs> Every eating like tide all pods, the like all these kids go around eating Tide pods.
0: Well, at least you're only hurting yourself if you're doing that.
1: You know, you're not hurt. Well, I think most of the viral TikToks are just hurting yourself, but it doesn't matter. I mean, So I saw a guy. I, I was watching something, and, and he was doing those small TikTok videos, and he was going into locations like he w- worked there and then sitting at people's desks until they come and, and like, they get mad at him and kick him out, and huh. then he essentially runs and everybody was like, he's not doing anything. This is a public area. I'm like, it's not a public area. There's nothing public about it. But I mean, wow. you know, these these people are crazy uh, that that do the quotes after, you know, that write on there afterwards. And they all back him up. And I'm like, this, this is trespassing. Yeah. You know, but. Uh, and what's
0: funny about it? Like, that's there, what there, I don't there's understand. There's nothing funny Let's... about
1: it. I don't know. You're, I mean, you're they, going they get
0: sitting at someone's
1: desk. Yeah, well, and then they were calling everybody Karens, right? Like everybody that was coming up telling him to get out. They were like, "Oh, look at this Karen." I'm like, "That's not a Karen. That's somebody who literally is telling you to get your butt out." Yeah. I, yeah I don't you know. don't
0: belong there.
1: If, if it doesn't work for you, you're a Karen now. If you tell somebody to do something and they don't like it. That's what Karen means now. It's not just um not just somebody who's crazy.
0: Yeah. I just have to um say something real quick.
1: Alright, you do that.
0: This uh red breast PX is so good.
1: Uh, yeah, you know you could have waited till the end of the the show.
0: I know. I know I'm gonna get to well we'll get to I just wanted to put put that out there right now. <laughs> I mean. Oh. Just in case anyone was wondering, just in case you know, you're listening, you're like, oh, "They really have it, was it worth it?
1: Worth what you paid for it?"
0: Ah, uh, we'll get to that later. <laughs>
1: we'll
0: we'll okay. get to, We'll get to that later, Matt. Uh, let's see another uh, story. Now this is what we held over from last week. And you, you seemed uh, pretty interested in this one. Uh, there was a story from the Washington Post. Children are stuck indoors play streets could get them back outside. At a time when more kids are staying inside, glued to screens, a substantial body of research connects the dots between independent outdoor play, you know, not kicking in people's doors, uh, and a child's well-being. Still, we're nervous about the increased risk associated with traffic. It would be easier to get on board if streets weren't full of dangerous, distracted drivers, so we're left at a difficult intersection Do so we send our kids out of the house to play even if it's at their own risk, enough standing at the curb, bringing our hands. The solution is what Matt, they call play streets, a time tested, but inadequately supported program that creates temporary car free zones where kids can play safely together.
1: Inadequately. Inadequately uh, funded. Is that what they said?
0: Uh, supported. They say.
1: supported. Okay. Yeah. Huh. So. The
0: idea of play streets was born in the early 20th century in New York City. Cars began to dominate the roads, resulting in tragic death of children who were already using streets as play places. They were streets! Yeah. As a result, community leaders petitioned to shut down sections of streets so the kids could move around outside without risk. Okay. They say it's not just for our biggest cities or urban cores, play streets to be perfect for quieter suburban neighborhoods uh, where distracted drivers are used to having the right-of-way. The writer says, I've watched the same driver barrel down the hill we live on twice a day, cell phone in hand, and right in front of their face. The same literature that documented the widespread benefits of outdoor play also noted the negative effect of traffic that they had on children. Risk of injury, exposure to the emissions, oh stop. And higher stress. See, we send the kids outside, and climate change kills them. Yeah. Uh, the neighborhood lacks sidewalks, something that's also associated with increased traffic-related injuries for kids.
1: So you take the sidewalks away, and that's supposed to help, or are they saying that hurts?
0: I I don't know. it It sounds like it, it sounds like, and this is okay. I'm I'm kind of jumping a few steps here, uh-huh. but it sounds like they're wanting to create more uh, dr- driverless cities where. Uh, you know, you can't drive around in neighborhoods. You can't drive around in cities, all that kind of stuff. And, oh, that'll make the kids uh, go outside and play.
1: Yeah, but the problem is that if there's no cars, there's no need for a street.
0: Right. Yes. I know. Yeah. Uh, they say, unfortunately, organizing a play street is an event, isn't easy or intuitive in most cities because there isn't funding or a community-wide education about it. In Kansas City, our civic leaders gave play streets a loose framework during the pandemic when the city was fast-tracking outdoor block party permits. Neighborhoods could still use those permits to create traffic closures, allowing kids to play freely during blocks of time throughout the summer.
1: This is a terrible idea.
0: Yeah. We actually had this, Matt, when I was a kid in Grand Prairie. We actually had this,
1: okay, how did that now
0: work? we well uh, here's here's what happened uh so there there were a group of us kids, and we would go outside and and we would play, and we would like toss the football around and do all that kind of stuff right right uh and, and we so we had a play street, we played in the street now we didn't get the block off the street instead, what we did was was this if we saw a car, we went
1: yeah Arr! off the street and
0: and, and we all moved. And then the driver was waving. We'd wave back. And then after they had passed, we we would yell, game on. And, and we'd all get back in the street and we'd play and everything was fine. Yeah, like, but- we didn't have to come up with funding or shut down anything. We just went outside and played.
1: You know why that wouldn't work now, right? Why is that? Because kids today don't pay attention.
0: Well, there's that. There's th- there is that. And... The driver doesn't pay attention when they're going through the neighborhood.
1: Well, that's because that, yeah, that's true too.
0: But you know they're, what the number one reason is? Texting on
1: their phone. You
0: know what the number one reason is? What? There's too many cars on the streets. Uh, parked. No one parks in their drive uh, in their uh, in their garage anymore. So when-, when we had wide open streets where we could throw the football around. You don't have that anymore. You you I got uh, you got cars all up and down the streets.
1: No, I don't think that's true in Lubbock.
0: Oh, sure it is. No one could fit their truck uh, inside a garage here.
1: I don't know. I mean, we didn't have that many cars on on the street that I lived on. But I mean, we they didn't have necessarily fit in the garage. But most of them had you know the the cement driveways.
0: Yeah.
1: And you yeah. would park on that. You wouldn't park on the street.
0: Just if send your kids outside and let them play. And if you're that concerned about the, the, if you're that concerned, go out there with them, sit outside, enjoy the day, or throw them in the backyard, let them play in the backyard. And I, 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 like, or take them to a park.
1: Wow! Like, do we have now to make that, this hard? Oh my goodness, Chad! A do we park? have to
0: make it hard? just go to a city park and play. If you're that worried. <laughs> just go that's outside. That's what my
1: kids would rather do anyway. They always ask to go to a park.
0: That's great. Yeah. That's 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 awesome. Your your kids are very different because I I think a lot of kids in wanna they want to go outside anyway.
1: No, that's true, but we don't give them a lot of uh a lot of devices to play with.
0: But also your, you you know, I mean, you know, where you live now, I mean, your kids, they get to be outside the the the, the, the entire house is a park.
1: Uh, That's them now. Yeah, with, with chickens and...
0: Yeah, and it's great.
1: Dogs. It's and,
0: fantastic. Every kid, I mean, your kids should be loving it.
1: Well, um, they do. They do. When they go outside and play, they do. It's just, well, right now it's cold, but I mean, everybody has sure. winter, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's life. But it, it's... It's
0: just like just let let the kids go outside. I, I I don't know. I think I think that a lot of people come up with excuses. Um, you know, they're you know whether parents are worried about distracted drivers. Um, and I get it. I, I but still, if you read I, I, earlier today, I was actually going through some numbers just to to uh, checking on a different story, and. Most of the accidents in Lubbock, like 90% of them, maybe not that high, about 75% of them, are from drunk drivers. That's 75%. And it's not happening in residential streets. You know, it's happening on the Loop. It's happening on the Marsh Sharp Freeway and on US 84. Uh, the other big reason why people uh, get hit? Speeding. Yeah. And distracted driving was about 9%, 7 to 9% of, uh, of accidents.
1: Yeah, I mean, I can, I can see that. Very few I mean, of
0: those. Very, very, very few. In fact, when I was when I was looking through it, uh, I don't remember seeing any uh, neighborhood fatal accidents with, uh, with 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 distracted driving. And again, it's a it's a small window to look at. I get it. I think but a
1: lot of people have gotten off of their phones while they're driving. I
0: think especially in neighborhoods, you know, neighborhoods. yeah, uh, I think people are still on their phones on, you know, on the highways.
1: Way more than they should be, but. Sure. I mean, I see it every now and then, but man, there in the, I would say 2012, 2015, somewhere around there, it started getting crazy, like every single person looking at their phone and not even looking at the road. And I think it started yeah. a pathway on the, going the other direction now.
0: Yeah, I think so. And, and a man, lot but, of it has
1: to do with Siri. I mean, you can just say, hey, Siri, and then tell Siri what you're looking for.
0: Oh, uh, your phone's about to go off.
1: I don't have it in here.
0: <laughs> uh, I just, I don't know. I think people, I think people come up and are kicking their kids out. I mean, my parents kicked me outside. It's like, go outside and play. You know, go outside and do stuff. Like, okay uh you know be home by five all right i'll be home by five and 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 it was one of those where uh i, I think the rule was you need to still be able to see the house
1: yeah that was uh always my rule until i got a little older and, sure. then it, and then it was like you had to stay on the block you know don't, yeah don't go past the block but, yeah, but even when I was, then
0: i was like well if i go next door and we go around to the to the side of his house. I can't see the house anymore. <laughs> it's like, just go. Just go and play. You're not going to do anything bad. Just go. Uh, and, and so, I, I don't know. I, I think it's it's a, little bit, it, it's a little bit of the kids, yes, and I think there's also parents out there who just, they don't want to kick their kids outside. They'd rather sit them down in front of a screen and just have them be quiet.
1: Well, and, and I understand that. I mean, I have that problem sometimes with my son. He wants to sit down yeah. and play video games or whatever, and he whines and complains. And at that point, it's like, if there's no reason not to let him do it, yeah. then just get him to stop whining. That being said, when he starts whining and complaining, it makes me want to tell him no, just because. Right. It's like, you yeah. stop whining and talk to me like a normal person and we'll talk about it. But until then, the answer is no.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you get kids outside. I don't know. You know, it's, you kick uh, them out. yeah, you kick them out and, you know, they maybe, and, and listen, it, it, it's a good thing to do. It's a good thing to have them make friends with other kids and talk to other kids. I I mean, th- there are a lot of younger people. And I don't mean just kids, I mean, graduating college. Uh, younger people. I sound old. Uh, but a lot of younger people who have no communication skills whatsoever. They they don't know how to talk to you. They don't know how to talk to an adult. Uh, they don't know how to look you in the eye. Uh, there are businesses that are actually having to educate their new hires on how to deal with communication and how to talk to people. And even how to talk to people in an elevator. I was reading that uh, a few months ago. Like they're having to teach kids New hires, they're not even kids, Uh, they're, you know, graduates, college graduates, Matt. They're having to teach uh, interpersonal communications.
1: That doesn't surprise me at all. No. In fact, uh, you know, I work with people every day. I talk to probably 100 plus people every day. And I would say that uh, I would bet 90% of them never look you in the eye. Yeah. Right, Does that make you nervous? No. No, I, I think when people look straight in the eye, sometimes I think that makes people nervous. But when people don't look you in the eye, it's like you just kind of move on. Okay, yeah. I mean, I've there, just heard
0: from some people that, you know, if they're not looking you in the eye, they don't They don't at least make a little bit of eye contact. You kind of like,
1: there's some well, why hide? are you so shifty? Yeah. yeah.
0: Why are you so shifty?
1: Well... I, I don't know. It, I've just talked to so many people and it, it's such a common occurrence. To me, it's actually nice when somebody does do it and you know, they they have some kind of personal skill where they can look at you and they can shake your hand or, or treat you like a normal person. Uh those that look down, I actually think that they've been beaten down by you know, I mean, you're talking about wokisms and everything else trying to turn uh, men and even women into something they're not and they have yeah. they have nothing left uh looking you in the eye for. Yeah. I mean they feel beaten down all the time. I don't know.
0: Alright. Uh, let's uh let's talk a little sports. Okay. How about them cowboys?
1: Oh no. <laughs> uh, and look I said it at the beginning of the season and I will say it again. I was getting some hope there for a minute and you know as well as I do, that's something that happens a lot with the Cowboys. You think you might have a chance and then boom. They will not win a Super Bowl with Dak Prescott as their quarterback.
0: The the Cowboy fans are in an abusive relationship with the Dallas Cowboys. Oh. It's, we keep going. We get abused. We get slapped around. There's a... They kind of show us some legs, and we're like, oh, hey, wait a minute. They may actually love us this time. They might actually. And then they beat us down again, Matt. Oh, I know. And every single year, what do we do? We love them. We love the Cowboys. It's going to be their year. I had a feeling going into the Green Bay game. It was a sneaky feeling. I was just like, something's up. Something's going to be weird. Everyone's picking Dallas.
1: I mean, Green Bay really had nothing going for them, but Dallas just didn't even show up to the game. I mean, if you look at Dallas Cowboys, you look at every game they played at home this year, they had everything going for them.
0: They had a 16-game winning streak at home.
1: And they didn't even show up to the game.
0: Yeah, I know. No, no, I'm telling
1: you again, and Dak Prescott cannot play under pressure, and the closer it gets to the Super Bowl... In the playoffs, the worse he's going to play, he cannot do it.
0: I thought Dak was great at throwing to the Green Bay Packers. I mean, <laughs> I I really thought. Well, I mean, that he was he was really good at doing that. And that's so. his problem
1: when he gets under pressure. He he makes bad decisions, and he's done it every single year, especially in the playoffs. But he's, I mean, before this year, he had done it in almost every single game. Like if he was under pressure, he would make bad decisions. But this year, he seemed to seemed like he was trying to get past that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He, he seemed like yeah. he was coming out and, and being more careful. Not any. I mean, he he just so, makes bad decisions under pressure.
0: So we're at the phase in the relationship uh, with the Cowboys where I've heard from more than one person that they're done with the Dallas Cowboys.
1: Well, I'll tell you, no, I'll, I'll be honest. I, I won't be yeah. done with the Dallas Cowboys ever. They're always going to be my team. Right. But I can still look at them and say they're not going to win the Super Bowl and still have them as my team. Yeah. I mean, everybody wants to choose the winner. Everybody wants to back the winner. But sometimes your team's just not the winner. And I can look at them and say they've got some things that are good, but they're not the ones. Well, let's see if you can pick
0: the winner uh, for uh, for this week. We, we've got more NFL football uh, this weekend. Uh, what do you think, Matt? Between the the Houston Oilers Texans and the uh, Baltimore Ravens, uh, they play uh, on Saturday. Saturday Saturday afternoon game. Uh, the uh, Houston Texans and the Baltimore Ravens. Who do you think?
1: Lee, I mean, so Baltimore, I think, definitely has that one. I mean, they're just such a better team. That being said, if the Texans played like they did last week, they've got a chance.
0: Yeah, I'm going Baltimore. I think I mean, Baltimore they're, wins. They're definitely but, a better team. Uh, they are a better team, but I'll say this: Houston, uh, they kind of have what Green Bay has going for them uh, going into this game. No one expects them to win. They, they, you know, Baltimore. They basically rested their starters for the last two weeks. They did because they didn't play last week. So I think Baltimore may be a little rusty uh, when they come out. And I think the Houston defense is going to come up big. Uh, I'm going to throw this out there, okay? All right. I'm actually I'm going to go Houston. I'm going to go Houston by a field goal okay. uh, over the uh, Baltimore Ravens. I mean, How about that?
1: Uh, Baltimore has such a better team than Houston does. But I know. If Houston plays like they did last week, I mean, they did fantastic.
0: I'm just... If I'm they say, play like
1: that and they want it yeah. that bad, then they've got a chance. That's I, all I'm going to give them is a chance. chance.
0: I think they got a chance, and I think, uh, I, I, I think the defense is going to go at them because they have nothing to lose at this point. They've they got don't. nothing to lose at this point.
1: And everything to win, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, Green Bay at San Francisco. Who do you got? There? That's Sa- uh, your your evening game. Set, You're going yeah. 49ers?
1: I, I, I don't think Green Bay has anything close to what the 49ers have. They shouldn't have even beat the Cowboys, but the Cowboys just gave it to them.
0: Yeah, I'm going Niners, uh, niners as well uh, in uh, in that game. Then on Sunday, these are the fun matchups, uh, in my opinion. Tampa Bay at Detroit. My uh, Detroit Lions, who do you mm-hmm. got? Uh,
1: Tampa Bay, again, has a, a much better team than Detroit. Oh, I don't think so, my friend. You don't think so? No, you think Detroit's that much better,
0: yes, detroit big uh over Tampa, not big, but you know detroit uh, I mean, over Tampa Bay,
1: they looked good, but I just I don't know no yeah. i'm going I'm Detroit gonna, over Tampa i'm Bay. I'm going Tampa Bay,
0: okay, you're crazy, yeah, you're insane, Matt Martin, uh-huh. I know, uh and then uh my Kansas City chiefs against my buffalo bills, Who do you, who do you got
1: that's gonna be the tough game this week, I mean that yeah, that is. one's that one's two potential super bowl teams right there yes yes um
0: and it's at buffalo by the way
1: oh i know i know um
0: bills mafia ready to go
1: i am going to say Buff, uh, buffalo might beat them this week uh, yeah, i think buffalo's yeah. got it yeah uh, cuz i think it might be 49ers versus buffalo this year
0: yeah i'm going with buffalo uh, over kansas city uh, you know I, I i you know patrick mahomes you uh, can pull yeah, out I mean, a win he, anytime yeah i mean it's you, gonna you be never know what's going to happen but i'm going to give the edge to buffalo just I, a I slight think buffalo edge to buffalo it. at home
1: I, I you just haven't seen the kansas city chiefs this year being as good as they have in the past and i don't think no, they got a is super bowl i don't think they have a super is, bowl team this year
0: neither is buffalo but i, I think buffalo has uh i, I think they're still hot uh, at the right time so there you go. I'm yeah. going Buffalo, I'm going Detroit, San Francisco, and the upset Houston over the Baltimore Ravens, because I'm crazy. All right. All right. All right. Matt, what are we uh what have we been drinking this evening?
1: Now we've been drinking the red breast. PX and that's why I'm going edition. with Houston. Redbreast PX edition. <laughs> um, it's part of the Iberian series. Uh there's a couple others in this, the Lestale, as well as the um port. The Tawny Port finished. Um, I have all three of them. Uh, and this is the only one that's open right now, although I've had the style before. Um, Chad, I, this was fantastic. It's a great, great drink. It is, um, you know, if you're looking for red breast flavors, they're there. They're very much up front. But that PX just gives it a depth. Uh, I want to say it gives it uh, more of... Maybe the dried fruit flavors. I know I say dried fruit a lot, but I, I kind of like the that. But um, it almost has some um, maybe Armagnac brandy type flavors to it. You know those deep, dark flavors, sweet flavors that come from that, as well as it, it has a sweetness to it that maybe your normal red breast doesn't have. Just kind of tipping it upwards towards that that sweeter end. And it's very, very, very smooth. It's uh, at forty-six percent, um, putting it right about ninety-two proof. Sometimes you can get a little bite there. There is no bite in this whatsoever. I mean, it just no. goes down so smooth. It's so easy to drink. I mean, you. I even taste maybe some cotton candy or something like that in there, maybe on the the finish. It kind of lingers yeah. in your mouth uh, or marshmallow, something like that. I mean, it just has such an interesting depth to it compared to, you know, it's, it's not flat at all. I mean, it's, it's, it's like every time you taste it, you get something else. It's just a nice, complex, well-balanced, easy to drink red breast PX. It's It's fantastic.
0: Yeah, no. Listen, um, I'm trying to think of what I can add uh, to what you had to say. I mean, it's just there's a there's a so much sherry uh, in this, and it's it's one of those where you smell the sweetness to it. You, it's it's so juicy. <laughs> is that is that, is, no, that, it, that uh, is that a good thing to say? I, I, I get so, that. Yeah, it's juicy, and uh, it, it's one of those where. Uh, I, I, on the, on the finish, I get a lot of the sweetness, the cream. Uh, it's just, it's just, it's so good. And it kind of lingers, uh, at least for me, it kind of lingers a little bit. Um, and you're right. There's no heat to it. There's you don't get any of that, um, you know, in, in any of that heat at all. So if you're someone who's like, if you don't like the, you know, some of that heat that you get with some whiskeys, uh, some bourbons, you're not going to get it on this. I mean, this is no just. No Kentucky again. hug.
1: It's straight from Ireland.
0: <laughs> What's that?
1: I said, there's no Kentucky hug. It's straight from Ireland.
0: Right. I mean, it's just, it, this is just something that it's a sweet uh, drink that I think, you know, you got grab a piece of chocolate with it and uh, you'll oh, be man. very happy. Dark
1: chocolate would go so well with this.
0: Yeah. And, 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 you know, uh, it, it, it's something that, uh, again, it's. Uh, I'm a big fan of. Now the big question: this is this is the big question, Matt. Mm-hmm. Is it worth 140 dollars a bottle? Yeah. Is it worth
1: it? Uh, you're asking me. Um, I'm asking I, you. I would pay it again. Yes, and yeah. um, I mean i I think that that the best whiskeys I've had have been in that 120 to 150 mark. And um, I, I think that this earns probably that. I would rather it be less expensive. I still like the Red Breast 15 better um, just because of the, um, you know, it doesn't have any of those extra flavors kind of added into it. It's all earned its way there, I guess. So for 150 you can get that as well. And I would lean that direction. But having it in my repertoire... I, I'm there. I, I would buy it again if I ran out, and it was available.
0: What? What? Uh, do, have you had the the Redbreast Twelve cast drink?
1: I do. I have. I have a bottle in my uh, in my shelf right now.
0: Okay. So would you say this wh- wh- is this better than that, or is the in, if in somebody my... was looking for uh, a Redbreast to buy because you do have I I, I believe you have, have that that is the Redbreast Twelve. Has a little bit of that sherry, uh, doesn't it?
1: Well, uh, maybe some of those flavors, but I don't think it's finished in in sherry casks. But I could be wrong. Um, the the cash I thought it was
0: a mix. I thought it was a mix of bourbon bourbon barrels and uh, sherry cask. I, I could be wrong.
1: But I'll tell you the cash strength. Um, it, it's it's about fifty dollars less. You can find it for about a hundred hundred and five dollars, uh, yeah. approximately. Um. I it's probably my least favorite, though. I mean, a lot of people really, really love it, and I understand why, because it's got a lot of those flavors and they're really stronger, but it has a lot more burn to it than yeah. than Red Breast. I mean, Red Breast is known for being so smooth and easy to drink. You have to take that out of it when you go to that cast drink, because to me, it even has more burn than then it's uh, it would be saying for the proof. So um, I, the cash strength is actually one of my least favorites, although I I keep it around. Um, if I can find it and I'm out, I'll buy another one, especially at $100 because I love Red Breast. But yeah, yeah I, I would buy this one over that one if they were the same price for sure.
0: Yeah, and, and I, I would say this too, um, at least... In some areas, the Redbreast PX edition may be a little bit harder to find than some of the other Redbreast out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, if you do find one and it's around that 150 and below, uh, I, I'd say that uh, you're, you're doing good. Go ahead and pick up a bottle. I think you'll enjoy it. It may not be, an, you know, at that price range, it may not be an everyday drink, but it's going to be one that you absolutely enjoy. And it's going to be one that you still won't mind sharing with friends. I think they're going to be a I've shared this with a few folks and they've been blown away by just how good it was. Uh, and how good it is with a, a nice dessert that that's what I, I've had that a couple of times. It's good with a, nice dessert.
1: Yeah. Well, and I'll say this, this is kind of, I don't know if this should worry me or not, but, um, the Redbreast website has always had the PX on there. It does not right now. Oh Yeah. So I don't know if twenty twenty four if they're not gonna bring it back or if it's just because it's a limited edition, um, if they really just didn't put it out or what, I I don't know why, but um, but yeah, it's it's one that like I said, if you find it, it's worth keeping in your shelf. It, it's just it's very good.
0: Yeah. yeah, and if you're a fan of Sherry, which I'm a fan of Sherry, cast Matt is uh, as well. Uh, you know, you're you're gonna really uh, oh. enjoy this. Now there are this some is people sherry. who don't like sherry,
1: right? Well, this is sherry cast done well. Like I've had it where it was way over sherryed. Yeah. Um, you know, and I've even got um, I think a High West. We we did a, a review on one that was a uh, finished, and mine was finished in sherry. I think yours was finished in something else, but my Oloroso sherry finished. It's just it's a little much. It's like they kept it in there too long or something. But this one is perfectly balanced compared to some of the other sherry casks I've had.
0: Yeah, and uh, I'll say this too uh, because I got I got trapped into this uh, where because of oh I don't, I don't want to name any uh, any other uh, brands, but uh, b- because you know with Irish whiskey I think sometimes Irish whiskey gets a little railroaded. Um, I don't know. What's that?
1: I said yeah, it's because of Jameson, right?
0: Yeah, I wasn't gonna name any names, oh, so that's I fine. Will. uh because of because of jameson um and and, i mean jameson has some great
1: products but they're very basic
0: yes and and so it's it's one of those where um you want me to blow your uh, mind Redbreast has has done a very good job uh obviously we've talked about some of the like the yellow spot green spot you know those have been good um and so don't shy away from some of the Irish stuff. Just you know, if you were someone who was like me and you had a lot of uh, Jameson maybe in college, and you went, eh, "I'm not that impressed with Irish whiskey," there's a it, there's a lot more out there uh, that you should enjoy.
1: You want me to blow your mind? Please do. The same company that owns Jameson owns Redbreast.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know. The same yeah.
1: company that owns Redbreast and Jameson also owns the uh, Mitchell and Son, which is the spots yeah Um, I know but they're all uh, but they're all from different distilleries they're all done differently they're all made differently they're all different levels Yeah. so uh, just understand I like to level up yeah this is definitely anything (laughs) from Redbreast is a a step above Jameson now don't get me wrong Jameson has some really good stuff I I think that you you brought me a, a stout finish the stout finished yeah very good it was very good, and and I'll tell you one that I've heard great things about that I haven't tried yet is the Black. They have one called um, Jameson Black. I haven't tried it, but people come in, they buy it, and they tell me great things about it, and, and I do like malt whiskeys. I'm going to have to try it sometime. So I, I wouldn't just throw those out, but your standard Jameson, you're right. People just got so used to it. Uh, you know, it's up there with uh, Jose Cuervo. You know, they just have bad memories. When they drink it, they're like, oh my goodness, this brings me back to bad times. You know, That's not this. (laughs) You didn't have the money for this in college.
0: (laughs) No, I did not. No, I did not. And uh, I'm enjoying it now. The uh, Red Press Single Pot Still PX Edition. Uh, Swing by your favorite liquor store and pick up some today. Hey, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Current in Cask with Chad Easty and Matt Martin. Reach out to us on social media at chat hd radio and at matt martin radio on the x Uh, you can also email us caskerspod at gmail.com and of course i invite you to download the chat hd show podcast uh, with my regular radio show uh, that i do anywhere you like to get your podcast from enjoy life and cheers